Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Lads for the latest episode of our Star Wars Legends book club. We hope you've all enjoyed reading along with Outbound Flight with us, uh, because that is the book we are going to be talking about today. So we're going to dive into all the best stuff about Outbound Flight, talking about its characters and its story. Before we do so, make sure you hit that like button. You're subscribed to the channel for more Star Wars content like this. Any comment below, let us know what you thought of Outbound Flight. Make sure you check out the rest of the stuff we have going on our channel, as well as a Patreon page and YouTube membership tiers if you'd like to support the channel. That's your best way to do so. We will give you plenty of extra content for as little as a dollar a month. All right, let's get into the book itself. We're going to start here, as always, with the plot and the story structure. Let's talk here about just the way Timothy Zahn wrote this novel. And uh, let's start with you, Sonic. What were your thoughts on the way Outbound Flight was written? Yeah, I, I felt like a lot of the story, and this is probably one of the Star Wars novels that I've read repeatedly the most, it feels a lot more of like a framework. When I say framework, I say it because like it doesn't always feel like an, a true prequel to me to Survivor's Quest. And in some ways, I think that does limit how effective the plot can be because there are you know, leaps of convenience that it makes at times. I felt like the first half was really well written. You, you use these different plot elements that Palpatine slash Sidious is controlling behind the scenes while still allowing our characters who are in just ascendancy space and to engage with Thrawn, kind of peel back the layers. But once they all kind of come together, it starts becoming a story of convenience. Like a big example of that is Anakin and Obi-Wan are involved in this. And that's that's a, certainly a big change from people's understanding of Thrawn and his knowledge of the force and everything else and how that comes to play but I, you know overall even with me being a little harsh on like the framework sort of setting that i say for the plot here i still think it flows really well again that first half is a brilliant read to me i think that's what makes it so addictive there's not a lot of action there's not like that classic thrawn like i'm gonna do this this and this once the devastation the destruction all of that starts happening it feels like it does kind of skip a couple of things. And I'd say the introduction of a lot of the crew of the outbound flight starts to just become like parts of the story that I felt like I wanted to skip over. Regardless, by the end, still a really satisfying novel. I just wish that it was like two maybe because there's just that much there. It's a plot that works for me. And I don't know if it's my, just like my nostalgia for it that's making me so pleased about the story it just ultimately works and i don't know why everything's telling me it shouldn't but it just does piggybacking off of that point about the pacing of this book i do think it's a really well-paced book despite it being almost 500 pages you're mostly seeing thrawn having conversations learning uh, seeing the way he manipulates and operates he is much more politically refined than he is in the canon versions and and this is going to be an interesting perspective from me because I haven't touched this book in 10 plus years or more. And since then have read all six of, of Zahn's canon books, especially Ascendancy. And I would say Thrawn Alliances pair the most closely with this. Uh, there are a lot of things that Zahn constantly is bringing from his other material and plugging uh, from past stuff and, and into the newer stuff. Like you can, you can kind of read all of Zahn's material and it doesn't really contradict itself because he seems to keep such a tight head canon that you can never really 
uh, find inconsistencies in his story. I felt like there sometimes it bit off a bit more than it could chew. I think the story overall is really interesting. And I thought, as usual, is on it's incredibly well written. But it is, there are certain chunks of the story that I feel like don't get as much due as other chunks. Specifically for me, it was the outbound flight story. I think we focus a lot on the Thrawn story with him learning basic and teaching Tune to, to Cardass or the politics between him and his brother and Aralani and the rest of the Chiss expansionary defense fleet, learning about some of Thrawn's past. We have all that going on while at the same time, we have the Sabaoth conflict going on. We're trying to build out and flesh out his character because he's a character we haven't touched since the Thrawn trilogy. But he kind of gets relegated in the middle of this book and towards the end of this book until ultimately the final conflict with him. I was left feeling like I wanted more Sabaoth, but also as much as as much as, of Thrawn as we got, I wanted more of him too. This felt like it was too much for one book. Uh, could have easily been spread out across a couple. Um, I think specifically the Outbound Flight Project could have been spread out. Uh, I think even one book just about Sabaoth and getting that conflict off the ground might have been all right and then pairing it with Thrawn later. This book either needed to be about another 100 pages long or divided into two. But let's talk about the characters of the story because it does have a pretty big cast of characters. As we mentioned in the previous section, there are three main characters that carry across the entirety of this novel. First is Grand Admiral Thrawn, or here he is Commander Thrawn of the Chiss Expansionary Defense Fleet. We also have Jedi Master Joris Sabaoth, and then we have George Cardas, also a returning member of Zahn's canon. And so we have these three main characters. They all have about equal number of page time and maybe Sabaoth a little less than the other three but there's a, a big supporting cast full of other Jedi of other players in the Chiss expansionary defense fleet uh, other separatist antagonists as well he really tries to connect everything from prequels and original trilogy and uh, really the entirety of the EU together here so Nick let's talk about the main characters here but also give me a couple of the other minor characters that stood out to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, Thrawn is the star of this book, even though it is called Outbound Flight. A lot of it is dealing with what eventually comes about his interactions with Outbound Flight. In some ways, I would say Thrawn here feels just so effortlessly charming, and yet he feels so grounded there, there are moments where he's genuinely strained from the activities that he's working on. And characters like George Cardis notice that, like Marin notices that, right? Like it's, he, he feels arguably the most chiss that he's ever been, right? I guess human isn't really the right word here. I understand him as a person. I, I can understand that he's not just like this walking supercomputer that understands things just from art like yes he is all those things and we get to see that in action here but he feels like a genuine person and i think that's what really makes it work for me that's what makes him so fascinating and it's very interesting to know where his journey kind of ends with this book because it's not really the stuff that sets him up truly for the imperial throne yet like we're still arguably like another book that we never got away sabbath like you mentioned not a lot of development we do get to see a lot of the qualities that are there in the clone of Jorus, right? He is cocky. 
He is demanding. John definitely plays with the question of, is that something that was slowly becoming more and more of who he was? Or was that always there and he was just peeling back the layers, right? Peeling back the dogma of the Jedi that he's railing against throughout the book. So I think he turned out pretty interesting, especially here. But again, I needed more time with him, especially with how important he is to the outbound flight. And of course, our grounded POV of George Cardis. He's a fun character. If you look at the Japanese illustrations, he's literally modeled after a young George Lucas, which in some ways made it easier for me in the read. In some ways, I was like, wow, this guy is really strange. He's esoteric. I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. That's literally George. He's, you know, he's no one really truly understands the genius that he is. He was always considered a little bit socially awkward. And I felt like a lot of those qualities were in George Cardo's. Like he loved learning and connecting with Thrawn. That's a big part of his character. And yet he's, you know, unable to pick out some some pretty obvious cues here and there until the last minute. He definitely was the reason why I thought a lot of the early POV and Chiss space worked for me. Once we come to the end and he's kind of doing his own thing, it's it starts to lose a little bit more importance, like in the hierarchy of POVs that I'm really trying to follow. But the ones that I will say that ended up stealing my heart by the end of the book were definitely Lorana Jinsler and Kinman Doriana. I don't know, Lorana was the reason why we understand Sabayach because of how you know, she's like very nervous, unable to like give her true thoughts. I thought the last third where she stepped up where she manages to connect with the passengers, connect with the workers on a bound flight, you know, have a little bit more of a growing background to Sabayat, all those things. It's it's wonderfully tragic of a character by the end because she was finally growing into who she could have been. And in some ways, it's all these experiences with all these different characters throughout the book that finally push her into that place. Kinman, what I really like, though, at, by the end of the book, the story is that he is a mastermind politician. He's very aware of who he's interacting with, with Thrawn, with Sidious, with Palpatine. And he just understands like future stakes. He understands the depth of the people he's working with. It, it definitely feels like a little bit of Zahn inserting himself and having fun with it and being like, you know, maybe I want to just double down and saying like even the villains in the story understand the value of Thrawn. So I, I thought that was really cool about him. I, I mean, I ended up just really loving all the characters overall. But they all needed so much more time. I agree with that last point quite a bit for the ancillary characters. Uh, even a character like Chasuliar kind of feels extraneous, right? There are a lot of characters that feel like if they just got a little bit more time, their tragedies would have been a little more impactful or what happens to them at the end would be a bit more impactful. Um, I felt that way a bit about Lorana as well. I felt like she's interesting character complete opposite of Sabayoth, but ultimately um she doesn't get the page time to really explore her as as for Sabayoth, though i loved what we got i thought it was all great i love his pairing with anakin as well um he calls him master skywalker when he's obviously a padawan it's cool to see where somebody like that in this era of the downfall of the republic the downfall of the jedi order starts to travel down that dark path even earlier than somebody like a Mace Windu or a Yoda. Thrawn, of course, is great. Um, definitely the most human version of Thrawn you see in the entirety of Star Wars Legends. That definitely carries over to what Zahn wanted to do with him in canon, considering this is the last time Zahn wrote a book that had Thrawn as the lead POV until canon. 
he did get to 11 years later really start to transition Thrawn into somebody who's a bit more of an anti-hero versus who he was in Legends, which was much more of a villain outside of this story. So I did appreciate what he did with Thrawn here. George Cardass is a character who I really did like in the Hand of Thrawn duology. Seeing him in this story, now a young man learning the galaxy really for the first time. He's a solid character. He is one of the least interesting, I think. He is our human POV in a world that is very different and alien, but he does marry kind of both worlds really well, acts as a nice transition point. And overall, I did like his growth and his decisions for the most part. Um, It always has been fun reading these things, picturing George Lucas in my head when I do read <laughs> George Cardass. And then on, on top of that, the Chiss characters. I, I did like what they did with Thras and Arlani. Arlani, very different than who she is in canon now. Uh, much more stern, much less on Thrawn's side. Although towards the end of this book, it's revealed that she is kind of trying to protect Thrawn. I appreciate what they did with Thras. They give him a bit more of a humanized side as well. It's almost like Thrawn is bad cop, Thras is good cop. They have a dynamic that works really well for Thrawn being ruthless, kind of do whatever's necessary approach. Thras is kind hearted. He is compassionate for families and children he's never met before. And then the last people I want to talk about are Obi-Wan and Anakin, who frankly, this was one of my bigger problems with the book. I just, it, it was traditional legend storytelling in the sense that it's like, we need a recognizable character in this story. So they throw Obi-Wan and Anakin in there. Personally, I felt like there there was nothing in the story that really justified their appearances. There are great scenes between them and Sabaoth, and I wanted more of that. But by the time you get like to the third act and Palpatine just randomly appears because they can't have Anakin die. So they're like, yeah, you guys got to leave. And then they never show back up again. I thought they would at least show up at the end for some type of aftermath type thing, like searching for the outbound flight or what happened to it, a little epilogue. Never show back up again. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's wrap up our review here with a score out of five. Final thoughts, Sonic, what would you rate Outbound Flight in your final score? Talking through the characters, it's so easy to see why this becomes a very underrated and beloved book in Legends. At the same time, like we're saying, a lot of this book does chew off more than it can handle. What it does produce is still really good. But you can see like the moments where it's like, well, maybe it's missing a little bit or, yeah, man, if it just did a little bit more here, it would reach glory, right? I'm going to give it a still. I really do love this book. I think some of the nostalgia that I thought would have like faded away from reading has only been strengthened further. I always want to do a different rating than you, but I'm going to go with the same thing. It was a four out of five for me when I read this. I feel like Outbound Flight is a great story. I really enjoy when you boil it down, especially in the vein of the prequels. When you boil down these stories, it's a great story. The characters, the lead characters, all of them are great. They all have great moments, a lot of really good turns, good development, good growth. Outside of that, I do agree. It bit off more than it could chew. But thank you so much for watching this video. As always, we want to hear your thoughts in the comments. This is a Legends book club, so we want to know what your thoughts were when you read Outbound Flight. Make sure you hit the like button. really helps us out. Of course, subscribe if you want more Legends reviews like this. We do review one Legends book or comic book every month to six weeks. We also are going to be doing live discussions on our Patreon and uh, YouTube membership tiers. So if you are interested in that, you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. Thank you so much for watching this video, and we will see you all in the next one.